Heartburn. 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 Created by the University of Hartford Humanities Center Student Fellows. Our world today is staggeringly dominated by media. Even if you may not realize it, it may be a tiny advertisement on the side of a website you clicked by mistake, or the billboard you glimpsed while driving. It's everywhere. While having media to influence our daily routine, we forget that what one advertisement may mean to one person may not mean the same to others. Yeah, the importance and influence of media has a cultural impact to it. But first, let's understand the changed meaning of what the true purpose of media is nowadays. Uh, especially in today's world, uh, uh, media has just become overwhelming. And uh, how I see it is that uh, what we have is a <clears throat> competition uh, to get messages out to others and to have others listen to them. And uh, there are just so many more messages being uh, sent out that uh, it's very hard for anyone to actually listen to all of them and to make sense of them. So I think uh, that's the purpose of media is uh, today, is, 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 is to just basically to get messages out uh, to uh, potential uh, listeners. The person you just heard was Professor James Fearfieldson, a professor of management at the University of Hartford. He teaches a class called Managing in a Global Environment. To build upon his answer, I asked him how easy he thought it was to spread fake news in our small world. In terms of uh, what we see is an absolutely overwhelming amount of messages being sent out. And so I think it is easier uh, than ever before to spread uh, fake news uh, because uh, there's so much information being sent out. Uh, and uh, honestly, in terms of the people who are creating news, uh, it depends on, the, on their intent. And it truly has always been the case that uh, the intent could be to tell the truth or a partial truth or to deceive others. Uh, and so there are all possibilities, but I think the sheer volume of messages out there makes it easier to actually spread fake news. Talking about fake news and the ease of access to spread it, what about people whose lives depend upon it, like celebrities and rich and famous business people? What do we know? It might be all fake. There have been many instances of individuals deceiving the public. Could you share an example? Over the last decade, uh, the greatest example uh, was actually chronicled in a, in a wonderful book called Bad Blood by a Wall Street journal, uh, journalist, uh, street journalist called John uh, Carrion. And it is the story of uh, this, uh, uh, this very interesting uh, Stanford University uh, dropout called Elizabeth Holmes 
uh, who, while at Stanford, uh, created a, an idea uh, that uh, she could provide a revolutionary new product uh, through a company called Theranos that uh, would allow uh, an individual to give a drop of blood, and that single drop of blood uh, could be analyzed uh, through her machine uh, in hundreds of ways, to do hundreds of tests with just one single, single block. Now, uh, what she did is she was actually, though, a master uh, at using uh, media and technology. Uh, and uh, she was also, she had many qualities of an outstanding leader, extraordinary intelligence. She was very confident. Uh, she actually modeled herself after Stephen Jobs. Uh, and these were all wonderful things that she was able to do to convince people, uh, including very rich and powerful people like uh, members of her board, uh, people like George Schultz, the uh, former Secretary of uh, State for the United States. And it was just an all-star group of people, very wealthy investors, who poured billions of dollars into her company. Uh, and uh, so uh, she was able to convince them through both her quality leaderships, and uh, it's still to be determined, but she also did seem to have some was called sociopathic tendencies, which uh, means that she was either she came to kind of believe that her lies were the truth, or, or, you know, she she uh, she was actually intentionally lying to people. Uh, but she had this quality where she could uh, just embrace people and draw them in under her spell, and so uh, she had that very special quality, which allowed her to deceive an awful lot of people for a long time until everything unraveled. Uh, and the company was shut down. It is extremely shocking to hear about how just one individual could deceive masses, make them believe that something exists, even if it doesn't. But looking at it deeper, it seems that the sheer attention that she got had something to do with where she was located and who the people believing her were. Do you think she would have been able to pull off this facade in another culture? Uh, I don't think so. If you take a look in terms of many dimensions to evaluate cultures, but but uh, take the, uh, the dimension of individualist versus collectivist society. Uh, the United States is the home of the entrepreneur. Everything that we love and cherish about individuals and their ability to follow the, the great dream to become whoever they want in this wonderful country. Uh, it's all about America. Uh, and entrepreneurs are given uh, a great deal of latitude in the United States to go out and try and try and try again. And if it doesn't work, then try again. And eventually, hopefully, that they will be able to do this. Uh, and it is all about uh, the individual at the end of the day. And you can go back to see Elizabeth Holmes. It was about her as a person, as opposed to kind of a collectivist society uh, where the focus is really on the group rather than the individual. Uh, and I think uh, that uh, uh, she was able to be so successful uh, in the short run, not in the long run, because she was doing it in the United States, which is highly individualistic. Talking about culture, as Professor Fairfieldson mentioned, there are a lot of dimensions on which one can judge a country's culture. Depending on these, 
One can decide how likely an individual will trust what you tell them. In the business world, my world, learning about different cultures is very important when you want to do international business. Even if this is not your field, you are likely to come across a person or people from different cultures. So, what is the general effect of culture on how media is perceived? Okay, great question. Now, what we know is uh, there's actually organizations that uh, look at cultures of, of uh, countries uh, and uh, how, shall we say, transparent they are in their business interactions. And uh, we know that there are, uh, it ranges wildly from uh, some countries like Denmark, which are extremely open and transparent, uh, to uh, some countries which are uh, semi-transparent, sharing some informations but, uh, but, uh, uh, and some news, uh, but some of it is being filtered, all the way down to some societies which uh, the so-called news uh, is uh, totally uh, closed and manufactured uh, for uh, economic or political purposes for the country. And so, uh, again, it's the, the culture of different countries sets the stage for how they want to be transparent or to the degree to which they want to be transparent or not. Although the effect of media differs from culture to culture, there is one conclusion that is common. Media cannot be entirely trusted. It is important to view every piece of information with skepticism, as they all have a motive and an agenda, especially marketers. Living in a, in a capitalist, democratic country like the US makes it even harder to filter the real news from the fake. It is important that we take the time and the effort to judge the piece of information before we entirely believe it. <laughs>